0: This is R.J. Deacon reading slip opinions from the Supreme Court of the United States. Today's reading will be Class versus the United States, Sertiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the District Court of Columbia Circuit. A federal grand jury indicted petitioner Rodney Class for possessing firearms in his locked Jeep, which was parked on the grounds of the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C. Appearing pro se, Class asked the district court to dismiss the indictment. He alleged that the statute 5104e violates the Second Amendment and that the due, and the due process clause. After the district court dismissed both claims, Class pled guilty to possession of a firearm on U.S. Capitol grounds in violation of 40 U.S.C. 5104e. A written plea agreement set forth the terms of Class's guilty plea, including several categories of rights that he agreed to waive the agreement said nothing about the right to challenge on direct appeal the constitutionality of the statute of conviction after conducting a hearing pursuant to rule 11b of the federal rules of criminal procedure the district court accepted class's guilty plea and sentenced him soon thereafter class sought to raise his constitutional claims on direct appeal the court of appeals held that clash could not do so because by pleading guilty He had waived his constitutional claims. Supreme Court held, A guilty plea by itself does not bar a federal criminal defendant from challenging the constitutionality of his statute of conviction on direct appeal. This holding flows directly from this court's prior decisions. Fifty years ago, in Haynes v. United States, the court addressed a similar claim, challenging the constitutionality of a criminal statute. Justice Harlan's opinion for the court stated that the defendant's plea of guilty did not, of course, waive his previous constitutional claim. That clear statement reflects an understanding of the nature of guilty pleas that stretches in broad outline nearly 150 years. Subsequent decisions have elaborated upon it. In Blackbridge v. Perry, the court recognized that a guilty plea bars some antecedent constitutional violations related to events such as grand jury proceedings that occur prior to the entry of the guilty plea quoting tollett versus henderson however where the claim Im- implicates the very power of the state to prosecute the defendant a guilty plea cannot by itself bar it likewise in mena versus new york the court held that because the defendant's claim was that the state may not convict him no matter how validly his factual guilt is established, his guilty plea therefore did not bar the claim. In more recent years, the court has reaffirmed the Mena Blackledge Doctrine's basic teaching that a plea of guilty to a charge does not waive a claim that, judged on its face, the charge is one which the state may not constitutionally prosecute. United States v. Brose. Quoting Mena in this case, class neither expressly nor implicitly waived his constitutional claims by pleading guilty, as this court understands them, the claims at issue here do not contradict the terms of the indictment or written plea agreement, and they cannot can be resolved on the basis of the existing record. Class challenges the government's power to criminalize his admitted conduct and thereby calls into question the government's power to constitutionally prosecute him. A guilty plea does not bar a direct appeal in these circumstances. Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure 11A2, which governs conditional guilty pleas, cannot resolve this case. By its own terms, the rule does not say whether it sets forth the exclusive procedure for a defendant to preserve constitutional claim following a guilty plea, and the rule drafters acknowledge that the Supreme Court has held certain kinds of constitutional objections may be raised after a plea of guilty, and specifically stated that Rule eleven A two has no application to the kinds of kinds of constitutional objections that may be raised under the MENA Blackledge Doctrine. Advisory committee's notes on nineteen eighty-three amendments to Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure eleven and eighteen USC because the applicability of men of blackledge doctrine is at issue here rule 11a2 cannot resolve this case reversed and remanded justice breyer delivered the opinion of the court in which roberts ginsburg sotomayor kagan gorsuch joined alito filed a dissenting opinion in which kennedy thomas joined